Welcome to Functional Medicine Unfiltered Podcast with Dr. Megan Stenga. Join us as we deep dive into the most important health issues of our time. We'll discuss what's really at the root of chronic illness and answer the questions, why can't you get better? What's really wrong with you? And why can no one figure it out? Join Dr. Stanga as she shares the secrets of how she's helping her patients heal chronic illness and get their lives back. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Functional Medicine Unfiltered Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 12. I am super excited to have an outside expert guest coming in today. If you listen to my podcast in the past, I have interviewed many of my patients who have gone through this functional medicine journey and shared their personal health journeys. But today, I have brought somebody who has a different perspective about health and healing and addressing root causes. Her name is Jackie Williams. She is a successful entrepreneur in the health and fitness industry, and she's a certified high-performance coach. And she really has a passion to help women in particular really achieve their goals and their dreams without sacrificing the important things in life and doing it without hustling and burning out. And so I am really excited to pick her brain on this. This is something that I'm equally as passionate about. If you've heard my health story, one of the things that really caused me to burn and crash with my health was just this chronic stressor in my business. And really, if I'm being honest, I was a hustler. I was really using this like toxic productivity to achieve the things in my practice I was trying to achieve. And it all caught up with me in a really painful way. And it caused me to analyze, you know, what was at the root of why I was doing that. And so these are the things that we hope to kind of deep dive into in this episode and really talk about what is hustling? What does, you know, toxic productivity look like? What are better ways to do it? So Jackie, if you want to just say hi to everybody, introduce yourself and maybe just kind of start with your story of why you've become so passionate about this subject. Well, thanks, Megan. I am really glad to be here. I think this is an important conversation that more women should be having for sure. And as far as my story goes, really, it's one of coming full circle. Coaching for me has always kind of followed a natural progression that paralleled my own life and the things I was needing, you know, at the time in my life. I originally got into fitness and nutrition coaching now 17 years ago after a time in my life where I was in significant hustle, you know, in college, as I know you're familiar with. But coaching wasn't my original path. In fact, I was in grad school to become a psychologist. That was my dream since I was a kid. I just wanted to go to school and become a psychologist. But as a newlywed, I was married to my husband, Andy, and we were living in Japan at the time. He was working as a fighter pilot in the Air Force, a really high stress, high demand job. And I realized <laughs> the two careers probably weren't going to work well together. And when I sat down and I thought, you know, how do I really want to live my life? What is really important to me? What is the lifestyle I want to live for me, my marriage, and our future family? Continuing on the path of becoming a psychologist, it wasn't in my plan. And so I pivoted. I got into coaching fitness and nutrition, and I was still able to help people, still able to empower others and making health and behavior changes through education and mindset and habit-based, you know, behavior change. 
And what I realized was that a lot of people were operating in this hustle, even in their health and their fitness. They're going through this kind of burnout cycle, this all or nothing approach of dieting and heavy restricting to get some results, but they were never sustainable. So then they would quit. And then they'd feel shame and guilt, like, I should do this. I have to do this for my health. And they'd get right back into it. So I saw this cycle over and over again. And I even experienced it myself as you know, a fitness professional, constantly you know, taxing my body, teaching and training. And then when I became a mom, I kind of went back to that place of, is this really how I want to live my life? Is this really the lifestyle that I want to show my kids? And how can I do this better? How can I be a better example to my boys? At the time, about 10 years into my fitness career at this point, I actually felt like something was off. That's the best way I like to describe it. Looking back, you know, I was no longer challenged and I didn't feel fulfilled in my work. But back then, I would just tell you something was off. And so along came a business opportunity to partner with a whole food nutrition company as a virtual franchisee. And in that space, I was able to continue to do what I loved, which was help people make better health choices and have significant health changes with simple nutrition while still challenging myself to grow personally and professionally. And in that space, I was able to be quite successful because of my experience in the coaching field. I feel like it allowed me to turn around and show others how to do the business really well. But then I got to a space where I found myself kind of back in this hustle mode where I was working to prove myself more or less. I was working from a scarcity mindset that, you know, if this is so good, then more must be better. And COVID really kind of forced me to slow down and take a closer look at, again, is this how I want to operate? Is this how I want to continue to work? Can I do this better? And I stopped and I slowed down and I saw people all around me asking the same questions. You know, is there a better way to live, a better way to work? And so again, I pivoted. I call it more of an evolution. I evolved into what I'm doing today, which is now helping people continue to improve their lives through better health, better mindset, lots of personal growth, and establishing habits that are going to help serve them so that they can go out and serve others and do it really well without all of the sacrifice, without all of the rush and hurry that the hustle culture kind of leads us into. So as a high performance coach, I'm helping people still continue to succeed, but not for the sake of, you know, the rest of their life. I'm helping them find ways to find harmony in the hustle so that they can feel that personal and professional fulfillment that comes from doing something really meaningful, but still living a life that they deserve in the process. So as you shared that story, I could completely relate to it one of the main reasons why I'm here right now, why I do what I do is because I became very engaged in this hustle culture coming out of chiropractic school and opening my my business for the first time. I think what people don't always realize is that chiropractors 
generally speaking, coming out of school have a high failure rate. You know, in school, they do a great job of teaching us how to be doctors, but there's nobody there teaching you how to open up a business or run a business. And so unfortunately, for that reason, really high number of doctors end up failing in practice, and they're not practicing within five years of graduating. This is a very prevalent fear that we're all aware of coming out of school. And so for many of my colleagues and myself, it prompted us to join like a business coaching group to help us with that aspect of things. And unfortunately, you know, what this coaching group and many of them do is they just teach you to to rise and grind, just to work yourself to the bone. And it is effective. I mean, it did work. I was very successful in practice within a year of opening my clinic, thriving practice, hitting all the numbers and everything I was trying and hoping to achieve, but I was miserable doing it. And I had no time for myself or my family. My physical health was starting to slowly decline. Looking back, I could see some of the signs that it was happening. Of course, I ignored all this because again, I thought this is just how it is. This must be just what it looks like. And I didn't have anybody in my life or the ability to to take a step back and look at things and really ask myself, am I happy doing this? Like, yeah, you appear to be successful from the outside, but do you feel successful? Are you happy? Is this bringing you joy? And so this unfortunately began a slow decline, which climaxed at at some point with it where my health completely crashed. And then at that point, then I asked myself the hard questions. And that is something that I see time and time again with patients coming into my clinic. I mean, oftentimes it's these patients who are very driven, maybe type A sort of personalities that find themselves in these chronic health situations and maybe haven't connected the dots yet that this way of living could be contributing to the reason that they're here seeing me right now with this, this list of chronic ailments, is, is that what you find in your practice as well, working with people that, that one of the signs of not living in alignment and being involved in this hustle culture, that one of the signs is their physical health declines? Yes, absolutely. In fact, I think it's one of the final signs. If you look at the phases of burnout, usually the last one, the most detrimental is that it starts to affect your health in more significant ways. What I have found is that, you know, there are always going to be these kind of, I call them indicator lights that go off in your body, these signs that you are pushing too hard or you're not recovering enough or you're not supporting yourself with healthy lifestyle habits that are going to help support your goals and your ambitions instead of neglecting it. So what happens is we kind of dive all in. I feel like we operate from an all or nothing mentality in most cases where we're hyper-focused in one area of our lives. In this case, when we're talking about hustle culture in particular, it tends to be in our work life. We're so hyper-focused and succeeding in this one area that we feel like we have to sacrifice in other areas in order to make those dreams and goals happen, which isn't necessarily true. That's what I'm here to tell you as a high-performance coach. You can start to establish these habits that will allow you to not only still succeed in your work, but still excel in all areas of your life at the same time. It doesn't have to be you know, for the sake of your health or your relationships or your sanity for that matter. So absolutely, I think paying attention to your health, to those indicator lights in your body, are you giving yourself enough time and rest and rejuvenation, but also how are you feeding your mind? 
Are you feeding your mind with positive, supportive, inspiring things that are going to help you live your best life? Or are you kind of surrounded by this culture? Are you embedded in the culture that hustle is normal, that hustle is the only way to succeed, that sacrifice is required, that this no pain, no gain, all or nothing mentality? Here's the problem with hustle is it works. You will achieve some goals. You will accomplish some things, but then something's got to give. And usually it's your health. Yeah. I mean, I think you're absolutely right about that. I think hustle culture is very ingrained in our society. And oftentimes we look at it as a virtue, you know, this virtue of I I work hard and I accomplish and I achieve and I'm successful. And I think that oftentimes it's something that we even make a priority to try to instill in our kids too. And that's not to say, of course, that we don't want to achieve things in life and that we don't want to strive. But like with everything, there's a healthy way to do things and and there could be a toxic way to do things. And so it's something I'm acutely aware of. Coming out of hustle culture, raising three little girls, I want to make sure that while, yes, we want to work hard and, and we want to be our own version of successful, but I want to make sure that they're doing it in a way that is true and authentic to themselves. I also want to make sure that they learn how to enjoy the simple things in life too, that it's not always about the hustle and the, and the bustle, but that we slow down and that we enjoy the simple, slow things in life also. I know one of the keys to me coming out of hustle mode, and I'll talk more about this later, was having to let go of things when I realized that I can't do it all, (laughs) that I'm killing myself trying to do it all. There became a great understanding that then that was going to require that I prioritize the things that are important, that I first understand the things that are important, and then I let go of the things that aren't serving me well. And so I think that that's a huge part of coming out of of hustle mode. But I know for you, there are five specific things that you talk about when you're helping somebody gain clarity in their life to come out of hustle mode. Why don't you share with us what those five key indicators are? Well, the first thing I think is important is that success is a state of mind. Really, if you want to get clear on what you want your life to look like in terms of being successful, how do you define it? You know, Do you define success by the things that you accumulate or the money in your bank account? Or do you define success by the way that you live your life, by the way that you feel? And sometimes we fall into this trap where we're kind of chasing society's definition of success and not our own. And that's when it's really important to shift your mindset from this hustle kind of scarcity-driven mode to a more sustainable, life-giving mindset. So what are the things that are going to bring you to life, not you know suck the life out of you? And I focus on five things in my practice with my clients. The first is getting clear about your values and your priorities. What areas in your life do you need to maybe offer some more attention to or growth in, in a way that's going to align with who you are and who you want to be? as well as align with your core values. What are the things that are most important to you? And how do you want to embody those values in your day-to-day life? Prioritizing quality over quantity 
It's not about doing more things. It's not about being more productive. It's about clearing the things from your plate, like you said, letting go of the things that are no longer serving you and that person that you want to be in the way you want to live your life. So that's the first step is getting clear. The second is then creating boundaries around those values and priorities that you have set for yourself. Not what society says, not what your parents say, not what your spouse thinks, but what is important to you and how can you create some boundaries around that so you can protect those for yourself. The third thing is then seeking social support in that process. Where can you ask for help? You know, people love to ask for help and they love to be helpful. We're in the helping field, but I feel like so many of us operate in this independence mindset that we're a burden if we ask for help. People want to help and we should be able to seek support where needed, but also find people that are going to inspire us and lift us up in the process of living and working in alignment. So seek social support is that third thing. The fourth would be mastering your mindset. So getting really clear on what are your thoughts and your beliefs that are driving your behaviors and how can you make sure those are aligned with that person that you want to be and become. And then finally, establishing healthy and high-performance habits. Habits are the way that we operate in day-to-day life. How can we make sure that those are serving us so that we can operate better physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and socially in ways that are going to serve us so that we can best serve others? So those are the five major things that I say, if we can kind of shift those, we can get back on the right track. So I think that that advice is so helpful. I wish that I had had someone like you to help me through my hustle experience, but I just had to figure figure things out the hard way. But one of the biggest things that allowed me to gain clarity about how I wanted to move forward was paying attention to the things that brought me joy and letting go of the things that didn't. When I really sat down and thought about, is chiropractic really what's bringing me joy? Because I'm spending a ton of time doing it. Do I even like it? And the answer that I came up with was was no. When I sat around on my free time, I wasn't reading about chiropractic subluxation and philosophy and musculoskeletal conditions. I was reading functional medicine books and root cause therapies and looking at nutrition and reading about reactivated infections. These were the things that brought me joy. And when I realized that, that was where I needed to shift my my time and energy and focus, I then had to start paying attention to like, how am I going to do that? Because it's not something that happens overnight. It was a process. I first started having to gain new certifications, new knowledge, a new skill set. I slowly had to reinvent my practice and change it over slowly over time, which meant letting go of things. I had to slowly let go of chiropractic, not overnight, but slowly. I had to change office locations. The the practice I was in before accommodated chiropractic, but it wasn't going to accommodate the vision that I had for my new practice. So I had a lot of overhead, a lot of employees at the time. I had to slowly shift that. And it was uncomfortable. You know, I, again, I was successful doing what I was doing. So it did feel uncomfortable. But at the same time, I knew that if I wanted this joy in my life, I was going to have to let go of the things that were keeping me from it. So slowly over time, I made those shifts and gained clarity along the way. And it's amazing that when you're operating in alignment, how things fall into alignment and things 
you're really, you're taking a leap of faith. You're trusting that things are going to unfold the way that you hope that they'll unfold. But I know with my journey, it absolutely did. Every time I would let go of something and take a leap of faith, there was always, God always provided, you know, that next step for me. And that was the biggest way that I was able to reinvent my practice and transform it into what is what is my now practice, which is completely functional medicine and what, what brings me so much joy. I think that it's also really important to have somebody in your life that can point things out to you that you can't maybe see clearly yourself. I know for me as a functional medicine doctor, that's really one of the things that I do with people. They come to see me with concerns about their health and I'm able to see things and point things out to them that they haven't been able to see themselves. I think there's a ton of value in having someone like that, like a coach, like yourself, who can take a look at a situation and say, have you thought about this? Yeah, I definitely agree. I think there's so much value in seeking, you know, outside support and mentorship or coaching. And one of the things that I have found in my practice is that people are so used to operating with the mindset and the systems of living that they have ingrained in themselves for decades that sometimes they don't see those blind spots, those things that are either holding them back or just feel off. So a lot of clients will come to me and and they don't even really know what's wrong. They just feel like something's off, which means in my terms that something is out of alignment in their life. Something is missing or sometimes we're you know, we're so focused in one area of our life that we're neglecting these additional other areas in our life. And I can come in and say, hey, have you ever thought about this? And all I'm doing is asking great questions and bringing it to your awareness in a way that maybe you haven't had the opportunity to do on your own. Yeah. I know for me, when I do think back to what first opened my eyes to I needed to make some changes was really a dear friend of mine who I consider a mentor. She's in the mental health field. She was able to take a look at my life and see some things I wasn't seeing and ask some really good questions that helped me to begin to look at things in a different way. And so really, actually, when I think about it, I did have somebody that was there to gently help me to open my eyes to some things that I was overlooking. I think when you talk about those five kind of key indicators where you have to gain clarity and then you need to set boundaries. I think that that is so huge. That is something that has helped me tremendously when I finally figured out what I wanted to accomplish, what I wanted my life to look like, what my values were. Then it did require setting strong, hard boundaries, especially with my time. I know one of my huge values is spending time with my family. You know, unfortunately, I I missed a lot of time, especially with my oldest daughter when she was younger. I was in school. I opened up a practice. And when I realized that's a huge value to me and you're not operating in alignment with it, I then set some hard boundaries. And now I'm very pointed with, with where I spend my time. I think that it is also really important, like you said, to reach out and ask for help and social accountability. That's something that I've definitely struggled with my entire life. Just really hard for me to ask for help, but it's something that I'm doing more of. I realize now more than ever, 
you know, in my hardest hustle days, I made zero time for fun and friendship. I thought it was frivolous. I just saw it as a waste of time and money, to be honest. And now I see it as a necessity to living a full and happy life that I need to make efforts to be intentional with my personal joy. So I set up date nights and I set up spa days and I reach out to friends more and try to connect more with people and set up girls nights and things like that. And it can be uncomfortable for me because it's not really my natural tendency. And sometimes I do find myself reverting back to trying to isolate myself. And again, I just remind myself that these are your values. This is what you're working towards. And so you need to to make some changes here. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. I know that's how we connected is you were, you know, looking for more joy in your life. And it is. I think it's one of those things, especially as working moms, that we tend to feel is frivolous or a luxury or we feel guilty about it, quite honestly. Taking time for ourselves in ways that bring us joy sometimes feels undeserved. And that comes back to our beliefs. You know, we have to truly believe that we are worthy of the things that bring us joy, that we don't have to sacrifice all of the time. And that doesn't need to be our main mode of operation. And we kind of get stuck in this hustle culture that it is. And so when we take time out for the things that really matter to us, it creates a space for us to live more full lives. And one of the things I say is life is meant to be full, not fast. But we're operating in such a hurried state all of the time. We are living in a rat race, right? It's how fast can we go? How soon can we get there? How much can we add to our plates? The last thing we think of is what's something I can't do? How it's something I can let go of? And so it's just shifting that belief that that is important too, because it is just as important as the things that you are doing to come back to you and create that space for you. And again, I think that the biggest point that we can make here is that success really looks different for each person. It's going to be based on your own personal values and beliefs and what brings you joy. What I do know for sure, though, is that when you aren't operating within those values and in alignment with your belief system and what brings you joy, then there is no question that it does start to affect and alter your health. You know, again, as a functional medicine doctor, the primary thing that I deal with in my clinic is immune dysfunction. That's really what I have discovered is the deepest root cause of everything walking through my door. It doesn't matter what your symptoms are, if it's inflammatory response, if it's autoimmune response, if it's physical ailments, or if it's mental ailments. What's truly at the deepest root cause is the immune system not functioning properly. I think that now more than ever, people are aware of the importance of the immune system. Having gone through this pandemic and COVID, people are talking about the immune system and how it works much more than ever before. But one thing that I think that people still are failing to recognize is that you have to take a look at the things that can crash the immune system. And in my practice, I call them triggering events. And there's really four major ones that I see. But this falls into the category of stress. And when you're living your daily life in a high state of stress, whether you realize it or not, it is affecting the immune system and it can lead to long-term chronic health problems down the road. 
So what would be a lasting piece of advice that you could give for our listeners right now? Maybe people are listening and they know something's wrong, but they don't know what's wrong. What would you share with somebody like that? What would be some signs that maybe they're not living in alignment? I think most people from the outside looking in, everything looks good. And when you get quiet, which I think we rarely do, my advice would be to slow down and get quiet. You know, turn down the noise that is all around us at all hours of the day, whether it's, you know, your family or your work life or social media or the news or television. There's always input that we are trying to kind of sort through and live with. There's very little to no time where we are just still and quiet with ourselves and our own thoughts. I think a lot of us fear that. I think we're afraid of what we think. But that's my first piece of advice is just get really still, get really quiet and turn inward. And how often are you doing that? Are you doing that at all? Are you doing it regularly? Turn inward and listen to those whispers in your heart that are saying, I need more of this, or I need less of that, or whatever direction your intuition will guide you towards the things that you need most. Your body knows what it needs. Your soul knows what it's meant here to do. And the problem is we're not listening to it. We're not tuning into our bodies and our souls. And so that's my my biggest advice, if I had any, is it's in you. The answers are in each of us. We're just usually not paying attention and we're usually not listening. And then once you kind of figure out you know, what it is that you're looking for, or maybe, again, it just feels like something's off. You can't even put it into words. I know for me, that's how I felt. I just felt like something's just not right. Seek that outside support. Find a coach or a mentor, somebody that can speak life into you, or journal even. Speak life into yourself. Just know that there are answers out there. You know, The way that you are living and operating in your life, if it's not something that you feel fulfilled in, that you find joy in, there are ways to make shifts in your lifestyle to start to make changes towards that person that you want to be and the lifestyle that you really truly desire. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that's perfect. You know, one of my goals in doing this podcast is, you know, typically patients come into my office as like a last resort, right? When their physical body has just reached its limits. My hope is that people don't get to that place, right? That they're, they have an awareness that they're looking at root causes, that they're addressing their mental health and they're addressing these types of things before you ever need to, you know, walk through my doors. So this is a great place to start because I know for me, if this had been something I addressed a long time ago, you know, I may not have had the physical crash that I ended up having later in life. And so this is incredibly important. And I'm so grateful for Jackie sharing her wisdom with us today. And thank you guys for tuning in and can't wait to talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Functional Medicine Unfiltered Podcast. Please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform so we can continue helping you thrive. For information on how Dr. Stanga can help you with your own health issues, please visit us at www.drstanga.com to learn more.